I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 122 of the Simply Convivial podcast. Welcome to the Simply Convivial podcast. I'm here to help you beat the boom and bust cycle by organizing your attitude so you can organize your life. Simply Convivial keeps you on track with the ABCs of homemaking. We align our attitudes, build better habits, and carry out our calling. Convivial means friendly, lively, and enjoyable. It gets at the heart of what we want as homemakers, a holistic life that addresses both heart and mind, that brings peace rather than stress, and that directs our attention to what is true, good, and beautiful. So all things Simply Convivial are about managing life with love and diligence. January's podcasts are all about self-care, what it is and what it isn't. In the medical world, self-care refers to those tasks that a caregiver must do for someone, whether it's a caregiver to an injured or ill adult or a mother to an infant. But when the internet tells you that you need self-care, they're not usually talking about using the bathroom and brushing your teeth and putting your own spoon to your mouth. In fact, a CNN article about trends for 2020 outright said that self-care on social media means luxuriating. You don't need to treat yourself or indulge in luxuries to be happy with your life. Let's get a grip and a game face and find not only contentment, but also joy in our real-life home duties. You don't need to get away from your life to renew your well-being. More than self-care... We need self-control. Getting organized is actually about getting self-control, and it's more revitalizing than any kind of so-called self-care. Today's episode is a blog post from 2018 called You Need Self-Control, Not Self-Care. Let's dig in. You Need Self-Control not self-care. The other day, as I stared into the empty bottom of my coffee mug, a movie quote jumped to mind. I don't want to see the bottom of this glass, uttered desperately. It's an early scene from The Mask of Zorro, before the drunk vagabond is chosen by the master for a transformation. We're like that drunk vagabond. We want a transformation. We want a different sort of life. But We also don't want to see the bottom of our glass. We don't want to give up anything. We don't want to be forced to do anything we don't like. At some level, we know we need to change, but we'd rather that change come after a hot bath or a massage. We think we need a day to ourself before we can think straight. We think we have to shuttle the kids off, get the house under control, and then everything will be right with the world. Or we try to play mind games to make us like what we ought. Oh, doing the right thing is actually an indulgence for my pleasure. In the end, after a week or two, we find that this strategy does not really work. We're not brand new people after all. What works is a master, choosing us and training us. What works is being forced to give up our own wills and bad habits, training them in for ones that bring a richer and deeper and more satisfying life than we can imagine while we're staring despondently into our empty mugs. 
We want a life that is filled with peace, joy, love, patience, gentleness, and goodness. If we want that life, we have to accept two things. One, those six lovely characteristics are accompanied by faithfulness and self-control. And two, they are the effects of walking by God's Spirit, not our own. The problem comes when we feel like we have to grab time or space to get peace or get ahead. We feel like rest, calm, depends on our own efforts. But the truth is that God is the one who gives true rest and peace and is also pretty clear about how to get it. It's not through spa days, pedicures, or massages, nice as they be. If self-care is done for personal health, physical, spiritual, and mental, then it's simply common sense being co-opted and spun by marketers. However, even so, the new spin is to cast these common sense practices as self-indulgence. Do them because you'll be taking care of you, which is what you want when you're staring into your empty glass. We need these, or at least love these marketing tactics, because we lack the motivation to do what we know must be done, whether it's showering, eating well, moving, or reading the Bible. Maybe if I harness my selfishness to do them, I'll actually start doing what I should be to steward my time, energy, body, and soul. It won't really work. The right things done for the wrong reasons are not as beneficial as the right things done for the right reasons. And the right reason is to glorify and enjoy God, not glorify and enjoy ourselves. It is true that we'll find more personal peace, fulfillment, enjoyment, and strength when we follow basic personal stewardship. However, these are side effects of the main goal and not the main goal to be striving for. In fact, the most common self-care practices used to simply be called discipline. They were not matters of treating yourself and not of letting yourself go, but of keeping yourself on the right path the path of trusting and obeying God, the path of being ready in season and out to follow and serve. In a word, virtue. Trying to use innate natural selfishness to trick ourselves into discipline is not wise and will not result in the lasting growth in virtue and wisdom that we're looking for. Discipline does not seem pleasant at the time, but afterwards gives sweet fruit to those who have submitted to the training. Just like fussy, grabby toddlers, we have inner voices and desires that need discipline. We know how to parent, and we can turn that parent attention to our own selves. More important than making your two-year-old eat broccoli is making yourself eat well. More important even than stopping a two-year-old tantrum in progress is stopping, or better yet, preventing a tantrum of your own. Whether the tantrum is all internal and mental pouty and sulky, or expressed in more socially nuanced and acceptable ways. The habits that we need to grow as human beings, whether mothers or not, are simple and straightforward. We already know what they are. We just let our immature selves take the reins too often. That's a habit in need of breaking. And what breaks it? Discipline. Replace it with a new, better habit. Redirect our minds to right ruts rather than bad ones. Renew our hearts and wills through prayer. Ready to grow in discipline, in good habits, and in mature peace and joy? 
Ready to stop being the desperado staring into your too oft refilled mug and start your hero training? Me too. Simply Convivial Continuing Education is where growth happens, where we increase our confidence, competence, and capacity to cheerfully work out our daily responsibilities for God's glory instead of our own. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash membership to find out more. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial Podcast. Do you have all kinds of personal hopes and dreams and aspirations for 2020? Do you have a goal list as long as your arm? Are you afraid to set goals or think about improving your homemaking skills in 2020 because it's never worked in the past? I've got just the ticket. Go to simplyconvivial.com slash new year and get immediate access to a workshop specifically for busy moms about the why and how to set goals for the new year. Smart goals might work for businesses, but they don't work for moms. Come watch the workshop and find out what will work for us in real life. For us as we seek to grow in faithfulness, maturity, and sanctification in our life at home. That's simplyconvivial.com slash new year, all one word, no sign up required. Just pop on over and turn it on while you fold the laundry. Get inspired to dig into your work at home. After all, life is for our sanctification, for God's glory and not our own. So every day, let's repent, rejoice, repeat. <laughs>